Hi, I'm Mike Gabriel. This is Mike Up Pod, a podcast where we talk a wide range of topics from business, health, lifestyle, but most importantly, the topics of life, growing, learning, self-awareness, and leading. This is where we get the best of the best who tell their experiences. Episode 51, one that I've been wanting to do for a while now. I've been talking to you guys about meditating. And every time I talk to you in person about it or over the air here, it was, I got this blank stare and it was, "Ah, but how do I do it? Or where do I start? And I tried, I tried my best, but I'm not a pro. So I brought in a pro. Kelly Smith is one that I found on a day while I was searching on Spotify guided meditation and she showed up and from that day on she has been my go-to that day when I found her I was a whole new person it was a amazing experience and I and I knew it was something that I was able to work with and I now I know the hype around meditating and it worked it worked and I was a believer That's the reason why I'm telling you guys to do it and put it into your routine every day. So I brought Kelly Smith on to talk about the tricks and the trades and to get the 411 as to how to do this thing, how to get in touch with our bodies, how to get center each and every day. And she is, she's a pro and she is a pro. And uh, you can find her Spotify and Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. You listen to this podcast, you can find her there as well. Her channel is called Mindful in Minutes. All of her guided meditation is there. And she started two and a half years ago. So there's plenty of it. So you see a title uh, from her. You're feeling that way. Put it on. Listen to it. 12, 15, 17 minutes of it. And you'll feel a lot better. You'll feel like a different human. You can also find her on Instagram, yoga for you online. I'm telling you all this because at the end, we do a guided meditation. She was nice enough to do that for us. So I'm not going to come on and do an outro today because you don't want to hear my voice again. You kind of want to just get lost in her meditation and end the episode. Anytime you want to go back to this because the meditation that she provides in this episode is a very good one. Uh, Anytime you want to come back to it, you can just fast forward to the end of the show when she's doing her guided meditation and and enjoy. I hope this works out for you. I really do because it's a life changer. It's changed my life just a little bit to make my life better, to try to get in center. I hope it does the same for you. I really do. Again, go on her channel. You can listen to her, all of her guided meditations, mindful in minutes. There's Kelly Smith, episode 51, Mike the Pod. Let's go. Kelly! Hi! I love the enthusiasm. I am so pumped that you are here. You seriously, you have no idea. (laughs) Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. Listen, since I've been doing this show, I have started to meditate. I think actually it just hit me that I started, you know, a different format of the show. It used to be a sports show. Now it's everything show. And... I've been telling so many people, so many friends, so many family members about meditating and they kind of look at me with this face like, how do you do it? Are you sitting in Indian style? You know, you think of the the hippie days, right? And like the Zen and this and that. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you have to, you know, do certain things. But of course, I'm not an expert. And there's times when I'm doing it and 
I, I'm not there. Like I'm thinking of 30,000 other things. And so when I hit you up, I was so excited that you got back to me because you, you are so good at what you do. And I'm so lucky that I found you. That's really kind. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get into all that stuff. I want the tips, the tricks, you know, how we can just become better humans. And I think meditating does that because I've had great experiences and I've had other experiences where it was kind of hard for me to get into it. So we'll get into that a little later. I want to talk about your baby boy. Talk to me about that. How's that feeling, man? That cute little baby boy. What's that like being a mother? Oh, you know, it is, it is something. It is just it's all the things. It's amazing. He's just the love of my life. It's also just exhausting and sometimes horrifying. And it's just truly all the things all the time. But he is just a little cutie pie and, but he doesn't like to sleep. So that's been hard. (laughs) He's very good at a lot of things, but he is horrible at sleeping. Are you getting, we can't all be good at everything. Uh, Yeah. Are you getting your meditation in more often or about the same? Less because my husband actually, so he's a medical resident. I don't know if, I don't know if you know that or not. So he works very, very, very long hours. Um, and he actually works in the COVID unit a lot of the time. So he works a lot of like 36 hour shifts. So, which means I get to do solo mom time and I just prioritize my sleep because and we could talk about this later, but You will never get a good meditation in if you are so sleep deprived that you are always falling asleep, which is a common issue for a lot of people. They fall asleep during their meditation, Hmm. which is a sign that they're sleep and rest deprived and they need to prioritize that. Hmm. And that's, and that obviously isn't a good thing. Okay. Now my initial thought, if you told me that my initial thought, Kelly would be, that's not a bad thing because you're relaxing the mind, but I guess it is. It's not a good thing, huh? Well, I mean, it depends. I wouldn't say it's good or bad. Okay. It depends. If you if you're truly that sleep and rest deprived, I mean, what's more, I mean, you need sleep and rest to live. Mm-hmm. So you should do that first, and then try to unlock all the secrets of the universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If so, you if you're not even prioritizing rest, yeah. you should start with that, and then and yeah. then the other stuff. For I sure. Think. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. For sure. Yeah, because you want your mind to be present, right? And so, yep. yeah, if you're if you are sleep deprived, I get it. I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, talk to me about your journey. How how was your childhood? What what got you into this yoga and meditation? That is such a big question. <laughs> We've got time. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I'll just start at the relevant bits. But I really started this journey when I was a teenager. I started with yoga, but I started with like the really physical yoga. So a really strong, powerful vinyasa um, because I was an athlete. And so I was using it like for cross training for my sports. And I was very much kind of in the mindset of, you know, if I'm not like sweating or I'm not like, quote, doing something, it's like a waste of time. So I started with that really physical practice and then it started to evolve. And then when I was in high school, my mom was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer and I was her primary caregiver at the time. And she obviously wasn't doing a really vigorous practice. And so I started to explore some of the softer bits of the practice, some restorative yoga, a lot of meditation. We started doing guided meditations together. And it was just something that really just spoke to me. And it's something that has popped up at parts of my life when I really, really needed it. And that was kind of that first time where I was just like, wow, this is a really, really, really powerful stuff. And 
and I, I never really thought I'd be, you know, someone that could meditate. I thought I was a little like out there and woo woo. Um, but I saw the change it was having in, in my mom and also the change that was happening within me during such a, a hard time. And, um, and so that kind of piqued my interest, but I still ignored it for a long time as we sometimes do. And I ignored it and I went and checked all the boxes and went to college and got a degree and met a nice man and eventually married that nice man and checked all the boxes and got a, you know, a real career in business. But I still just felt called to do kind of like yoga and meditation. And I, I ended up with that nice man that I ended up marrying. Um, he moved me to the middle of nowhere, Missouri. <laughs> and I had to leave my job and I had to leave my friends and I had nothing and I left my job and I, I finally just felt like, okay, this is my chance. This is my chance to do, you know, what I've been craving and enjoying. This is my chance to share it with people and kind of create a, a thing out of it. And that's, that's kind of what was the catalyst to what I now do in terms of um, sharing yoga and sharing meditation and really exploring some of these like softer practices. How long ago did you start? So I started teaching and would have been probably about eight years ago now. And then I started practicing about maybe like 17, 18 years ago. And then, and then teaching was a little bit more recent. And how's your mom today? She is great. She's really uh -huh. great. She is in remission and it was something I'm grateful for every day. She was actually over today helping me watching the little man. Mm. She is convinced that they are soulmates and I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so she, this is the first grandchild. So she just is over and was watching him so I could get a little work done. She's wonderful now. That's great. Does she continue to meditate yeah. and do yoga? She does. She is just the greatest mom ever. She is like my number one fan. Yeah. And she also, it's been such kind of an interesting journey with her as well um, because she she's actually taken a lot of my trainings. So she also is a yoga. I mean, she is, you know, she can be a yoga teacher. She's actually a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Um, but she has taken a yoga teacher training with me, um, restorative yoga, yoga nidra, and also meditation teacher training. If you ever want to have a really interesting experience, you should enroll your mother in like a course that you're doing and have her be your student. It's really kind of an interesting but wonderful experience. So she not only, you know, practices it and does it, but she also has the tools to share it, you know, with like her little kinders and, and, you know, that's people awesome. around her too. Super cool. Yeah, it's you, really cool. You've got a yeah. best friend and that's your mom. I don't think it, get, it gets I better know. than that. Yeah. It does. It really, really does it. Yeah. I found you, Kelly, when there was a time, it was actually last summer and I, I was going, it was something big was about to happen and I didn't know which way it was going to go. And so I was kind of just laying there thinking about uh, different scenarios. And I said, you know, probably this is the best time to meditate, but I'm not really good at it. Should I put some meditation music on? Should I put some spa music on? Should I just lay here? I said, you know what? Let me go on Spotify. Let me search guided meditation. And you came up along with a couple others. And I was going through your page and I saw one that fit what I was going through that day. I played it. I put my AirPods on. It was maybe 12 to 15 minutes. I got out of the meditation and I was a whole different person, I swear. And I was Whoa. this completely different person and I was ready to attack what I was thinking about. And okay. from all right, yeah, Mike, yeah. tell me more. Tell me more. Which meditation was it? Oh I want to hear about this experience. Oh, I gotta find it's you. Okay have so if you many. don't remember, it's okay. it's okay if you don't remember the exact. Well, it was more just. about it was more about you just telling me things were gonna be okay. 
you know and it was it was just one of those like um and i think it had to do with maybe some anxiety it, it could have been one of those yeah. kind of yeah. like tackling it and it's okay like yeah. we all go through it you know it's okay let's let's just get through this thing we figure things out and so from that day i was a believer i was a believer prior to that because i've had other experiences with it but after that day i was a true believer and especially you because you're my go-to now with with meditating and so when i tell people about it I don't have the true tricks. I don't have the true uh, know-how as to how to do this thing. And that's why you're here. But I heard you on another podcast and this analogy was so, so great because you mentioned that you don't want to turn the light bulb off. You just want to dim it. And that's your mind. You want to dim your mind. And that hit home. You know, you don't want to turn it off completely because we're humans. We can't turn it off completely. We just want to dim it. So how do we get there? How do we give me give me some steps as to how we get how we dim how we dim our mind and get kind of lost in the meditation? Yeah, so you're exactly right. That's that's how I love to describe meditation, because I think often it's one of the most common misconceptions that somehow meditation is just it's just turning off the light bulb, it's mm-hmm. turning your mind off. And people tell me all the time, oh, I can't meditate because, you know, my mind is so busy or, um, you know, they always say, you know, I'm so ADD, which I always say, well, you know, I actually do have ADHD and, and I guarantee you, you have ADHD, you can still meditate. But it is, it's really this idea of if your mind's a light bulb and you want to work on kind of dimming that light and also sometimes taking it and turning it almost into like, a laser pointer. So you're taking all of that mental energy that you have, and you're going to focus it on just one thing on one point of concentration. And that point of concentration can be anything. It can be someone's voice, like doing a guided meditation. It could be your breath. It could be a mantra. You can have anything be your point of concentration. And so the way that you really start to do that is you just, you just have to really pick something and start. And remember that, you know, it's called a meditation practice. It's not called a meditation perfect. It's something, you know, I, I still struggle with distractions at times or, you know, fitting in my meditation practice or not letting my mind wander. That's so normal, but you just have to kind of give yourself that patience and that space to know that it's going to be okay. Your mind's going to wander. You're going to get distracted, but you're always trying to just kind of just turn the lights down a little bit and just focus on that one thing. And that's where I think a lot of people, you know, they think meditation is very big and mysterious and complex. And it's really not. It is so, so, so simple. How long did it take you to dim the light in your head? I don't know if I know the answer to that. And I, the reason I say that is because I don't think like meditation and also yoga as well. Like there's never a time where you, it's not like a video game where you like beat the game mm-hmm. and you hit like the last level. Mm-hmm. It's something that you're always working on and it's kind of a state that you can come in and out of. So there's sometimes where, you know, I, I am pretty, you know, I'm not present, I'm disconnected. Um, but then there's also times where I feel like, you know, I really kind of go to a deep place in my meditation. And I think that there's never really a time where I'm like, oh, I've mastered it. Like I really dimmed the light. But I think the more that I've, that I've practiced, the faster I can go to that space and the easier it is for me to then begin that process when I do my practice. Hmm. Okay. So even you struggle with it from time to time, huh? Yes. Yes. I don't know. I think if anyone tells you that they don't ever struggle with it and that they have kind of the secrets to everything, 
I would be a little bit skeptical skeptical of that person because um, either they're being dishonest with you or they may perhaps be an alien and they don't have a human brain <laughs> because the human brain is designed to distract. It doesn't want to be controlled. Right. It doesn't want to really focus on the one thing. You have to train it to do that. Right. So no matter who you are, how long you've been practicing, there'll always be that day where, you know, you'll be meditating and you'll think, oh, shoot, are we out of, you know, bananas for breakfast tomorrow or whatever? Right. You'll right. think oh, dang it, that person's waiting for me to email them back and I still haven't done that. If you're human, it, it's still going to happen. Right. It'll just happen less and it'll just get a little bit easier. I already feel better. I feel like I'm meditating now just talking to you. You know, <laughs> if you are, I always tell people, and I genuinely mean this, if you are trying and you're, I don't even like the word trying, if you are, you know, meditating in any capacity, you're doing it and that is that is awesome. There is no, you know, the thing that's so great about meditation is it's your own personal practice. So there's no competition. There's no comparison. It's just, you know, you taking a journey, you know, deeper inside. It's you kind of doing that internal work and there's no, you know, right or wrong way to do that. Well, and Kelly, there's different ways of meditating too, right? I mean, some people pray yeah. and that's their way of meditating. Some people go to the park and walk. Some people talk to their mom and that's their way of like kind of getting in center, right? Absolutely. So I think it's important to kind of distinguish between mindfulness and meditation because they're used interchangeably, but they're two very different practices and both are important. So you can do, um, this is the biggest distinction, you can do anything mindfully. So if you are, you know, you'll hear people say, oh, running is my meditation or cooking is my meditation, mm -hmm. whatever it is. I would refute that and say that it's not, I would say meditation is meditation. It's meditation is its own kind of action and practice. But what you can do is you can do anything mindfully. And I highly encourage people to have both a mindfulness and a meditation practice. So that means that if you are folding laundry, try to fold your laundry mindfully, like be present with it, feel the fabric. I mean, you don't have to spend, you know, five hours folding your laundry. But if you're going to do that task, be fully present with that task and be mindful. And I try to challenge people to even kind of the most mundane things to try to do it mindfully. Or for many people, you know, like you said, going to the park or taking a walk outside, that's a great place to start for a mindfulness practice because then you can just open up all of your senses and just be present versus meditation itself is kind of its own action. It's single pointed concentration. But you hit the nail on the head. There's so many different styles. There's guided meditations, like I share on my podcast. There's, you know, mantra meditation. There's present moment meditation. There's meta meditation. There's Vipassana. There's so many styles of meditation. Um, but all of them are that single pointed concentration, that one kind of action. And so I always tell people that it's about finding the style of meditation that's right for you. So maybe, you know, like for you, Guided meditations are great for you. For other people, focusing on their breath is great for them. And it's just about finding the one that just feels right and that you're going to stick with. How about a tip or a go-to that you would do if you get off track and you're not into your guided meditation that you're currently doing, you know, day to day? What would you recommend? Like concentrate on the breath or what would you recommend? Yeah. So actually, it's funny that you say guided meditation, because usually what I do recommend if people are either having a hard time getting started or they feel like they kind of have fallen you know, off the bandwagon or whatever um, you want to call it. I usually recommend people do use guided meditations first, because that tends to be one of the easiest styles to follow. 
And you're also the least likely to get distracted because you're really just listening to a story. So I kind of, when I teach people how to be meditation teachers, I tell them guided meditations are kind of like when you're bowling and you put the bumpers up and you want to kind of just listening to the story and listening to the voice of your guide and having them direct you. It's kind of like having those bumpers up when you're bowling and it just keeps you from completely, you know, falling off to one side or the other. So I usually recommend that people start with that and find a guided meditation and then maybe doing something like focusing on your breath or a certain mantra or even doing a walking meditation that might be something that you can explore a little bit later when you feel like you can kind of keep your awareness on the guided meditation for the whole time. You'd consider your podcast a guided meditation, right? I do. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just, just wanted to make sure that I'm, I'm on the right track here. No, you've got it. Okay. I, I consider a guided meditation anytime your meditation practice is basically a story being told mm-hmm. by a guide, mm-hmm. which is what I do every week on my show. What about you personally? How do you meditate? Are you are you guy are you doing guided meditation or do you have music in the background? How do you do it? So I like to mix it up a little bit. And I have, especially now that I've become a mom, I have had to and I say lower my expectations, but I mean that in a good way. So where I used to have a little bit more of I don't, just a little bit more, not to say of a rigid mindset, but before, you know, before kids and, you know, several different factors that have been changing in life recently. And all I really, you know, would focus on would be my practice and my business and, you know, a few different things. I had more kind of like a regimented practice. And now what I try to do is I try to be a little bit softer with myself and I give myself a specific time. Um, I do this for also my movement as well. So I try to do 30 minutes of movement a day. Um, and then I try to do 15 minutes of meditation a day. But as I you know, already admitted, and I feel perfectly fine admitting this, it doesn't happen every day um, because sometimes, you know, I'm just sleepy and I just go to bed. Mm-hmm. So it happens. But what I try to do is I just try to ask myself, what do I need? And what would feel good today? And then I do that kind of a practice. Granted, mm-hmm. I kind of have the, the knowledge of different styles where I feel comfortable kind of picking different styles based on what I need. Um, but a lot of times for me, that might be um, either focusing on my breath. But more recently, what I've been doing is working on kind of using visualization. I don't even know. The thing that's so tricky is, and may, maybe you can relate to this, or maybe this is just a me thing. But sometimes I find it so hard to articulate what it's like to kind of do that internal work and take that journey because it's something that's just so personal and and only, mm-hmm. you know, only I will experience my practice, only you will experience your practice. It's kind of hard to articulate, but I try to just, you know, close my eyes. I do like to put a little music on, you know, kind of set the scene and um, I might do a little bit of anything. I, it might be a guided meditation. Sometimes it's working on manifesting something. Sometimes it's just focusing on my breath. Um, after a while, you know, recently after I gave birth, it was working on really visualizing and trying to heal my physical body. Um, and then after that, you know, it was kind of working on sort of healing my emotional body and working with um, the different changes that come with stepping into a new role, like being a mom or whatever it is. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of different. I know it's not a helpful answer, but it's my honest answer. Are you sitting or laying down or your eyes closed? My eyes are usually closed. Mm-hmm. I used to lie down. That has now become a napping hazard. Mm-hmm. So I now sit up. But what I like to do is I like to sit up against a wall so that my back is supported. 
Did you say you were sleeping? Are you sleep deprived? Do you have a new child? Do you know? Are you new newborn kid in the household or yeah. something? What, what do you sleep deprived for? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you've ever heard this, <laughs> but kids, little babies, I don't know what their problem is, but they're up a lot. Because you, you know what it is, like, they want the action. They don't want to miss on action. They like the action, man. And well, and with my guy, it seems like he is determined to be the biggest, fattest baby on the planet. So he's up to eat. He is. We have a very, very large dog, and I always tell him, "I'm like, buddy, are you just trying to be as big as your sister? Are you trying to just be 120 pounds like your dog?" And I think he is. He's so awesome. he is up to just. Yeah. chow and eat all night long you guys had an awesome picture together his big old cute we, little smile man oh my god oh, he's a he, doll yes we yeah. i you know that little smile it just yeah. it's a good thing he has that smile because when he gives it to you at you know three in the morning <laughs> and you're thinking you've got to be kidding me but he looks at you with that little <laughs> smile you're like all right i forgive you there you go <laughs> so you never go back to your own uh, uh podcast and listen to your own meditation is that too creepy for you it <laughs> well i don't know if it's I don't know if it's creepy, but I would say it's a little uncomfy and it's a because the way that, how do I want to say this? I'm trying to think of what's actually, now I'm doing a deep dive into myself. Like what is so creepy about it or uncomfortable about it? I think the thing is it's so hard for me and I'm, I don't know. Do you listen to your podcast episodes back or do you just kind of make them and edit them and then put them out? Only editing. Yeah. Yeah. People have asked how many times you listen. I was like, never. I just, we just edit. Yeah. yeah, Shoot it out. Yeah. And I I think the thing is, is that it's, it's hard for me to kind of step outside. It it takes a different part of your brain. Um, Like the part of me that meditates and practices just for me, that's a different part than the me that's like producing a podcast episode. So if I were to listen to my own meditations, I think I'd be listening to it through kind of that lens of like Mm -hmm. the producer lens versus when I'm practicing like that's something that's just for me. And it's, it's hard to not be kind of critical of your own work. Well, you started the podcast and it's called Mindful in Minutes. How do you get so creative in writing these guided meditation scripts? I mean, you have a crap load of them. How do you get so creative (laughs) writing these things? Well, part of it is I think I've, I've always enjoyed telling stories. I've always found creativity in linguistics and either sharing stories, whether it's, you know, written or spoken. But I also... A lot of it honestly comes from either my own personal practice and my own study. And a lot of it comes from my own personal experiences that I've had. So whether it's through travels that I have, and this is where, you know, this is why I really encourage like a mindfulness practice. So a lot of times if you listen to one of my meditations and it's one where I kind of tell like a story that has, you know, kind of a specific like scene, I guess, whether it's, you know, you're on a beach or climbing a mountain or something like that, I'm usually just describing some kind of an experience that I've already had in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier for me to then kind of recall that space and bring myself there and say, okay, you know, what did it look like? What did it feel like? What did it smell like? And if I, I find if I'm present during those experiences the first time, it becomes quite easy to then craft a meditation around that experience because I'm just recalling memory at that point. Hmm. So you're writing it down? And then you kind of read it and make an episode out of it, right? 
Kind of, yeah. Like I, a lot of times um, what I do is I'll, you know, if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write, I'll sit and um, I'll kind of close my eyes and I'll think about, I'll maybe have a topic in my head. A lot of times it starts with the topic. Sometimes it starts with the actual imagery and then I see, you know, where it takes me from there. But I might have a topic in mind and then um, I just kind of start pulling from experience, whether it's something that, you know, I explored already in my own personal meditation, which now as I'm saying this out loud, I think is another reason why I can't listen to my episodes is because for me, like those meditations that I share, whether people realize it or not, are so deeply personal because Mm -hmm. a lot of times they are like my own practice. So it's almost like taking my practice, it's like cracking open my soul and like recording it and putting it out into the world. And that's, and that's just like so hard to, now that I'm saying it out loud, I think that's another reason why I don't listen back because it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm just going to put this out there and be brave. Kelly, that's but I amazing. I don't necessarily want to listen to it. That that makes me want to listen to him even more now. Damn, <laughs> seriously, that is heavy. That is super awesome. It's yeah. I, I mean, everyone wow. has their own creative process, and for me, I really can only write like what I know or what I've experienced. And so, but but I will say though, that makes it harder because as you know, as everyone knows. Right. Not everyone in the world, especially not everyone in the Internet, is that nice all the time. Yeah. So one thing that I have personally had to to work on is kind of building up like my resilience. And I think people don't always realize like how deeply personal these meditations are for me. So then when they, you know, make like one time someone wrote like this one star review, which obviously Hmm. it's still stuck with me because I'm telling you about it now. But it was this one, it was just a scathing review about how I use the word stones instead of pebbles and stones are hard and sharp and pebbles are soft. And I ruined the entire meditation by using, you know, stones. And I feel like if people realize like the heart space that these come from, and I just think, you know, you spent the time to write this one star review over, you know, a synonym for rocks, but if that's one thing that I've had to work on, I think from kind of putting this work out. And I don't know if you ever feel that way about, you know, about your podcast, but when you put yourself out there, it's, it's hard and you feel really vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I think sharing kind of like a, a personal and also, I mean, not necessarily, I mean, sometimes for me, spiritual practice, um, I don't really have another word for it, but it, you know, you really kind of put yourself out there and it's, it's tricky. Hey, it's Mike. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Kelly Smith. If you are, please take a couple minutes and give me a five-star rating and throw a review out there. I would appreciate it. It's a lot of hard work. It makes me feel good. Let's get back to my conversation with Kelly. Well, I mentioned uh, the last couple episodes, vulnerability is cool. And I've had guests. It's very cool. It is. And and you need it and you have to do it. And I've had guests on the show where they've become vulnerable and they leave and they'll shoot me a text. They'll call me and say, Mike, I've never talked about that in my life. You don't know how good that felt. It's finally off my wow. shoulders. I've got this relief now. Thank you. And it wasn't like a, uh, you know, I, I they weren't in here like I'm a therapist, but I, I just, I liked stories. I like for us to learn and grow from these stories of other experiences. And this is the way of doing it, you know, and when people open up, it's it's awesome. And that's the only way we're going to get better. That's the only way we're going to grow. By the way, that, that review is, pro- I'd say how I'd read that review is probably your competitor <laughs> who probably doesn't like <laughs> well, what you're I doing because you're killing it. <laughs> well, what I thought it was, was someone that obviously needs more meditation in their life. That too. That too. They need more than meditation. Out of shape. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If they're getting that bent out of shape over yeah. a synonym for rock. We need a little more meditation in our life, but, but it's, 
you know, and I, I agree with you. Vulnerability is not only, you know, it is, it is awesome and it is great and it's, you know, scary at the same time. But I also think like fear is really great too, because a lot of times, at least for me, if I feel kind of scared about something and I, you know, I, I apologize if you heard me say this before on the podcast, but a lot of times I talk about two types of fear, the kind that keeps you alive and the kind that keeps you from living. So like my fear of being left in the ocean, you know, surrounded by sharks, that's like a legitimate fear that keeps me alive. But like a fear that keeps me from living is one where it, it took me a while to ever decide that I was really going to share personal meditation on such a public platform. And if I would have let that fear continue to hold me back, I ne- I mean, I never would have hit, you know, publish on that first episode. And so I think that where you can get vulnerable, I think if you also are aware of your fear, and if you can recognize it's a fear that's keeping you from living, that then you know that you're on the right track. And maybe it's something that that you should do. And so I always try to remind myself, of that as well. So when I get that fear of like, oh, what are people are going to think? Or what if someone doesn't like it or whatever it is, I, I almost have to remind myself that, that that's a good thing, that that means I'm kind of on the right track. And I'm, I'm doing, you know, the tough stuff. And I'm, I'm challenging myself and stepping out of my comfort zone. Hell yes, there is no perfect life. There's no perfect yeah. life. I don't care who you no. are, how much money you have, what houses, there is no, no such thing as a perfect exist. life. It does not exist. And when you're able to share this with us and put it on a free platform, I think I pay like nine ninety nine, but you know what I mean? The <laughs> We're able to relate with your stories. I had no idea. I thought you were just writing these up like you're a producer uh, writing up movie scripts. You're actually writing this up from actual... Uh, experiences that you are experiencing in your in your everyday life that to me is even more I, I love your show even more now I love your episodes even more now because I can then relate to what you're going through and I, yeah you're right I I'm kind of going through the same thing this makes me feel so much better now because we're able to relate with each other super cool I had no idea that's awesome yeah well the thing that I think is that always kind of I guess makes me smile a little bit is people will, you know, a lot of times I'll get like DMS or emails or something. And people will say like, how did you know that I was thinking about, you know, this thing and you release the meditation. It's almost like we have this like collective consciousness. Like just this week I did like a resentment meditation and it, it was one that, you know, it's a topic that I had been just waiting until the right time where I felt like, you know, I felt inspired enough to write about it. And sometimes, you know, I'll release something like that with a topic and then I'll, you know, get a, several people that will be like, how did you know that's exactly what I needed? Or how did you know that was exactly like, you know, what I'm working through in this moment right now? And I, I just think it's so interesting that I, I think it's not, you know, I know it's not just me, but sometimes just as a whole, you know, we're going through certain things at different times and we need different topics at different times. And a lot of times, you know, if I'm struggling with it, there's definitely other people out there that are struggling too. Like resentment is not just something that, you know, I, I want to remove out of my heart. It's something that a lot of people want to work on removing out of their hearts. Yeah. And so it, it kind of, you know, is something that, you know, I, I, it always kind of makes me smile when people are like, how did you know that's what I was working on? And I want to be like, you know, if only resentment was something that, you know, touched a few people, that would yeah. be great. But it's, you know, it's not, it's, we all feel it. That's it. We, you know, when we go through things, we think we're alone. We think we're the only person in the world going through this specific thing. It's like millions and millions and millions are going through the same exact situations. We just think and feel like we're alone. It's not true. Um, true. Yeah. How good does it feel? (laughs) Because this stuff is hard work. This podcast is hard work. You're doing your your, uh, meditation episodes is hard work. How cool does it feel 
when people reach out to you and tell you how awesome you are and how great of a job you're doing, like, isn't that the greatest feeling of all time? It, you know, it really, really, really is. And I think the thing that I enjoy the most about it is when I hear that the work that I'm doing either made someone not feel so alone or it helped them through a tough time. Um, because that's something that in my life I've, I've had a few different times. One of them, you know, I talked about at the beginning of the episode, um, you know, when I was, when my mom was sick and I was really struggling and I know what it feels like to feel, you know, kind of hopeless or to feel, you know, completely alone or to feel like nothing's ever going to get better. And I think when you've experienced that, like in your heart, when you know that the work that you did helped someone else in that same space, it is just the most fulfilling thing that you can experience. And so when people, you know, just like you said, when, you know, your guests share your story or their stories with you um, and they get vulnerable, like when my listeners kind of share their experience with me, it, it really means a lot to me, not only that they're being so vulnerable and that they're trusting me, you know, with, with that story that they're sharing, but just to hear that, you know, the work that I'm doing is, is kind of helping them find some peace of mind. Cause that's really all that I'm, I'm aiming to do when I share these meditations. So it's, it's really special and really powerful. You're changing lives. Like how cool is oh, that? You have the ability you. to change a life, one life, and it's probably hundreds and thousands and you're doing that. Oh, so good. For I you. think we all, I think you, I think we all have the ability to do that. I yeah. think with every interaction we have with people, I think with every every moment that we are living and breathing, we have the opportunity to kind of positively impact someone or something, negatively impact someone or something, or remaining neutral. And I think that when we make the conscious choice to try to positively impact, you know, with each moment, each interaction, that that that's something that we all have the power to do and to really kind of change things and hopefully kind of turn this sometimes scary lonely you know Mm -hmm. isolating world into a place that feels a little bit warmer well said and people again don't realize what it's like when you reach out to those who are working hard because they think that we're in this little bubble and everything is always great and it's not true i you know there's times where i just feel like am i doing the right thing am i am i reaching the audience that i want to because sometimes nobody reaches out. Nobody will tell me about a show or an episode. Was that a, was that a bad episode? Should I have not done that? And then when they reach out or those who I see in person, sometimes that tell me, dude, that last episode, why didn't you tell me that this makes me feel really good. So those who are listening, I'm not telling you to reach out to me on every episode or Kelly to every episode. It's going to make us feel good, but I'm telling you to reach out to those who do well and that you appreciate everybody like don't like don't don't hide it you know don't share the love man let people know that what they're doing is good and they'll keep doing it 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 pumps me up to keep doing it it's so true and that and whether it's you know whether it's your favorite podcast or whether it's the person that you know made your americano in the morning or whatever it is like if, if someone is doing something and they are either doing if they're doing great work and you think they're doing great work just tell them that we're so quick to kind of, you know, complain or, you know, leave the one star review or say, I didn't like this or I didn't like that. But what about the things you do like? That's right. Like, let's, let's start sharing some of that. I think, I think that's a really great point. And it does, it does make creators like you and I feel really good when we hear that, you know, our, our work is, is having a, a positive impact on people. Yeah, that's right. Was there anything else that I didn't ask that you think can help the audience mm-hmm. in terms of meditating? 
Yeah, I would. If you if you have the time, I would love to share how people can kind of create a simple meditation practice mm. they're likely to stick with. That's usually something that people find value in. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, um, you know, what I like to tell people, I kind of created this sort of formula, I guess, of how you can, you know, create a meditation practice you'll stick with. And usually the steps to that is, one, you first have to commit yourself to it. And that's the biggest thing where you say, okay, I'm going to do this because meditation, it's not, you know, it's not a quick fix. You will definitely feel better after you meditate, but you won't start getting the really long lasting effects and like the changes that we know that happen on like a neurological and physiological level until about eight to 12 weeks into a regular practice. So you have to commit yourself to it. And studies show us that you can get these benefits just by practicing for 10 minutes a day. So they say between eight and 12 minutes a day. So I just say, you know, split the difference 10 minutes a day. And a lot of times I tell people, if you can try to meditate in the first 10 minutes of your day or the last 10 minutes of your day. And the reason I say that is because if you say, okay, I'm going to meditate on my lunch hour or, you know, and this gets me in trouble now, I'm going to try to meditate, you know, when my little guy's napping at some point. Um, things can always pop up, but hopefully every single day you go to bed at night and hopefully you wake up again in the morning. And that's the only thing that can be consistent in your whole day. So if you sync up your practice with that, so either first 10 minutes of the day or last 10 minutes of the day, you're much more likely to stick with it. And then exploring a style that feels good to you. So whether that's guided meditations, focusing on your breath, if it feels good and you enjoy it, you're much more likely to stick with it. And those are at least my personal kind of tips for creating this practice that you're more likely to stick to. And I think people are also, they're often surprised at how simple it is. And they're like, oh, I don't have to sit here for, you know, an hour. or As I say, you know, crisscross apple, I have to sit crisscross applesauce and (laughs) chant ohm and, you know, (laughs) do all these things. It's like, no, you can just, you know, 10 minutes, that's all you need. And I think um, sometimes giving people permission to do that short practice is all they need to kind of get started. It demystifies it a little bit. What about me personally? I work out in the mornings. Do you think it'd be better Mm -hmm. for me to meditate prior to my workout as soon as I wake up or after my workout? Oh, great question. Are you set on meditating in the morning? I do. I meditate in the mornings and then I meditate at night before I go to bed too. So I've got a guided meditation that I put. Yeah. Double whammy. Yeah. You're an overachiever. I like Uh, it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say... Usually I would say like the absolute first 10 minutes of your day. So even before you work out, because what you might find is that it actually helps to improve your workouts Mm. um, because your mind is a little bit more awake. Um, You kind of are just mentally waking up a little bit. You have that clear, like sharp mind. And I imagine the way that you train or the way that you work out, um, we all know what it feels like to kind of feel like you crushed your workout. And a lot of times that's a, that's a, a mental piece too. It's not always just physical. So in terms of that, I think that maybe the first 10 minutes, even before you work out might be really great for you personally. But I also think it's really great because my first thought when you said that was maybe you should do the last 10 minutes of the day so that you can basically kind of take the volume on your mind and your whole life and just kind of turn it down before you go to sleep. So you can get some really, really great rest before you then ask your body to do that hard work in the morning, Hmm. but you're doing both. So you're okay. overachieving. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try first thing in the morning. See if, Give it a try. See if, yeah. do you, if you don't like it, don't do it. If you do like it, do it. Yeah. 
There's one thing that uh, I'd like to end the show now. Um, we're going to do a guided meditation. You're nice enough to do this for us. But prior to that, I like products. I'm a big product guy. And in the past, I was telling people about my products that I'd use. I was like the guinea pig of products. And then I would tell them this is a great product. Go and buy it. It's awesome. So now I'd like to end the show with something that you can't really live without. Like you, you'd buy on Amazon over and over again. Do you have a product oh that, that you can uh, tell us about? Oh, Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, we we can edit this out. All, <laughs> well, because all of the products that all the products that I'm thinking of are like ridiculous baby products right now. That's what um on my head. And I, I don't think your people necessarily want to hear about, you know, the products I use to like alleviate my baby's constipation. <laughs> but let me tell you, I can't live without them right now. Um <laughs> let's see, what is something that I just can't it could be anything it'd be like a face product yeah go ahead sure okay so can i tell you two things of course okay all right so one thing because this is only gonna necessarily pertain to the ladies that are listening i recently discovered a sweatshirt at target and it is the yummiest most comfortable most divine sweatshirt i have ever owned in my entire life i now am the proud owner of it in every single color and I bought a backup in my favorite color. I'm actually wearing it right now. So then when this one wears wears out or, you know, gets puked on or something, I'll have a backup. I so love sweaters, it but is, it's only in, females? No, it's not a male brand? Is I don't okay. know because who, who I think it's it? like a Target brand. Okay. It's called okay. Stars Above. Stars it's like above. just your regular, it looks like just your basic sweatshirt. And it is seriously the most comfortable thing I've ever worn in my whole life. What, how much are so they? There's that. Are they pretty inexpensive? They're like, they're like night. No, they're like $19. Awesome. It's, a, it's like a, yep. Yeah, it's like a target brand. So awesome. I, I live in, I have four colors of it and I basically just rotate in the four colors. I love it. So, so there's that. The other thing that I really, really can't live without that I've really been enjoying is, I don't know if you're familiar with raw cacao or like um, a raw cacao ceremony, but it's like you take cacao like you know that you use to to make chocolate but it's just Mm -hmm. like the raw cacao and you melt it down to kind of make this um this like beverage and you can use it like if anyone's ever done like a virtual retreat or an in-person retreat you make kind of this maybe like four ounces and it's kind of this really rich like sort of like thick um chocolatey beverage and you use it when you're meditating and it um helps to open your heart and it's just really, really great. And there's a whole practice around it. But anyways, my personal favorite is called Firefly Chocolates. And they have like these little discs of Rocky Cow that you can then melt down. And and I think it's some of the best that, that I've had. And I always have it in my, um, in my cupboard. And then anytime I want to set an intention or create like a little special ritual for myself or open my heart, I create like I make a little cup of that and then use it in my practice. What do you mean though? Like you, you, do you make it a drink? You put a powder with water and spin it and drink it? So, okay. I, I don't think I did a very good job of explaining them. Maybe I should have stuck with the, the baby constipation thing. <laughs> should we edit all this out? <laughs> no, I no, I want to hear this. The baby probiotics and the little, you know, butt tubes and stuff. Um, <laughs> that's for a different podcast. Okay. No. So they're like, they, they come in, you can order them. They're, they, they source the cacao from different places. So there's like, boundless Belize, which I think is, has the energy of like creativity and things like that, but they come and you order it. It's like, they're in like these little discs, like little chocolate discs. Like, Hmm. have you ever like, I don't know, do you like to cook? And you like, you know, you have to like melt chocolate down kind of, Yeah. but they're not like chocolate chips. They're like flat little discs. 
Okay. And so you take those and you add a cup of or half a cup of whatever liquid you like. I like to use oat milk because it's like super creamy. Mm -hmm. And then you melt like a handful of these discs and you kind of whisk it up. I like to add just a little bit of cinnamon. I have this whole little special recipe that I like. And you make it and it's it's sort of like, I guess hot chocolate is the closest thing. I mean, it's not like hot chocolate because it's like rocky cow. So it's not like it's not that sweet. Are there nutritional like, benefits? Yes, there's oh. a lot. So tons and tons of antioxidants. There's a lot of magnesium. Oh, really? Um, yes. Wow. So it's it's really cool. So if any if you're listening, you can Google benefits of drinking raw cacao. Spell that, um, spell so that for me. R-A-W-C-A-C-A-O. Okay, like, raw, it's, raw it's cacao. Got it. Raw cacao. Got it. It's truly like, like if you ever get like the really, really, really dark chocolate, mm-hmm. like the 99%. Yes. This yes. is like so close to that, but you can melt it down into like a drink and you just drink a few ounces of it. My gosh. And you get a lot of those, those benefits. And amazing. then there's also like kind of a, yeah, there's like a meditative, like spiritual practice you can do around it too. So Firefly Chocolates is the brand that I personally like. Okay. And um, because they have, they they are very like, they're very ethical in the way that they source it. And they source it from different places. And there's this idea that, um, you know, different places on the earth kind of have different energies and, you know, you can get very like woo woo with your, your raw cacao. Wow. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look into There's this. There's a whole world out there. A Damn. whole world of raw cacao waiting to be discovered. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously can't wait. Oh my God. It's really cool. And it's very, if you go on their website, you can just order, you know, whatever, a small pack of it and yeah. you should try it. You have to tell me what you think. I'm going to try it. Now you said it has magnesium. Magnesium is good to go to, you know, prior to going to bed, magnesium is good. But do you think this is going to keep me up? Is there going to be some sugar in there? So there's absolutely no sugar in it unless you add it. Okay. They do say though that there is some like naturally occurring caffeine. Mm-hmm. I've personally never experienced any issues with that. Um, and sometimes I've done evening ceremonies. I've never experienced any issues with that. But if you are the kind of person that's extremely sensitive to mm-hmm. caffeine, mm-hmm. just try it in the morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. I can't yeah. wait. Oh my god, I'm excited. This is this sounds amazing. Yeah. It's really it's really cool. That was a great one. Okay, are you able to take us through your own guided meditation here? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, I can do it. Awesome, I'm, I'm ready for it. And I think I think you wanted one to you know just we just want to just chill out and know yeah. that everything's okay, right? That's, that's right. That's what we're hoping for. I, cool. I'd say let's let's like take it to somebody who's kind of a little bit anxious and just let them know mm-hmm. that we're gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this thing. Cool. All right, let's do it. So the first thing that you're gonna do is you're just gonna find a comfortable position. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to my voice right now, just create a long spine that could be seated, lying on the floor, whatever feels good. You're just gonna create a long spine, you know, relax the shoulders, soften the jaw, and just take a little scan of your body. So notice if there's any area where you're squeezing or you're clenching or you're really holding on to tension. And then the next time you breathe out, I want you just to soften that space in your physical body. And then begin to bring your awareness to your breath. So just feeling that easy, effortless tide of breath, just letting the air flow in and out. Maybe you can focus down on your belly and just feeling the natural rise and fall of the belly as you breathe in and as you breathe out. 
as you're breathing every time, try to just slow it down just a little bit more. So just relax a little bit more, slow the breath down a little bit more. And just really get those great deep nourishing breaths. And as you're breathing, just remember that no matter what is happening around you, whatever chaos is happening, twists and turns on the road of life, whatever's happening, you have this breath. You are alive, you are here, and you are breathing. And with this breath, it's all going to be okay. Just continuing to breathe smooth, easy, effortless breaths. And as you're breathing, when you breathe in, I want you to feel yourself bringing in all of the goodness that you need. So whether that's you know, stress relief, anxiety relief, peace, health, whatever it is that you need right now, when you breathe in, you're bringing it into your body and then when you breathe out, you're getting rid of all of that gunk you don't need anymore. You're getting rid of the worry, you're getting rid of the anxiety, the fear, the pain, whatever it is. So inhaling, bringing in what you need, all of that good nourishment, and exhale, getting rid of what you don't need. And just notice how your body and your mind respond to this breath. Maybe feeling yourself becoming lighter. Maybe feeling yourself become a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more still, whatever it is. Just be the observer of how this breath bringing in the goodness when you breathe in, releasing what you don't need on the breath out. Just observe. Just taking a few more breaths here, really just slowing it down, taking your time, bringing in the goodness, releasing what you don't need. And we're just gonna end with a simple mantra. So we'll just repeat to ourselves three times. I am safe, I am happy, I am whole, all will be well. So we'll do that again. I am safe. I am happy. I am whole. All will be well. Do that one more time, repeating to yourself. And then finishing up, we're gonna take three deep cleansing breaths. So we'll inhale through the nose, and sigh it out through the mouth. And when you sigh out through the mouth, really let go of whatever it is you don't need. Let go of that gunk. We'll do that three times, just inhaling through the nose and just sigh it out through the mouth. Just really let it go. I'll do that two more times. I'll do one more big one, biggest one yet. Inhaling through the nose and just exhale, just really releasing and letting go. 
and then when you're ready you can just wiggle your fingers and your toes and blink your eyes open if they were closed and hopefully feeling just a tiny bit better from when you started i am mike gabriel this is mike the pod <laughs>